The Deep Place Podcast on creativity and spirituality. The sky meets the horizon, a splattering of clouds. The sun inherently shines, and my heart starts to beat for you. Like it did before Like it did before So here I am in Sydney sitting with a friend of mine named Colleen O'Connell slash Pocknell Colleen O'Pocknell Colleen Pocknell <laughs> What's your name these days? Colleen O'Connell I do this to so many people Just, on this okay. podcast I'm like Call me Colleen O'Connell Call you Colleen O'Connell I'm a bit confused That's the <laughs> one I want to go with my legal name is currently Colleen O'Connell Space Pocknell, but I've changed my name a few times. <laughs> really? <laughs> because I've been uh, unsure of which direction to take. I don't want people to be like, and now this song's by Colleen O'Connell Pocknell, and it just feels <laughs> like there's too many L's. That's kind of like the issue. Yes, that is way too many. Anyway. Um, whatever your name is <laughs> these days... <laughs> We'll call you Colleen O'Connell because we're talking about your music and all that kind of stuff now. <laughs> Colleen is a musician um, that I have known for many, 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 many years. Mm. One of our oldest friends, really. Um, yeah. In fact, I was like, I'm thinking like I need to keep the conversation in control because otherwise Colleen will start talking about embarrassing <laughs> stories about. I definitely have a few. Um, a very straight-laced, <laughs> red-headed, freckly, conservative boy. Yeah, it's unfortunate that there's no visuals on the podcast to flash around. <laughs> scrunchy um, socks. Do you remember scrunchy socks? No, I didn't ever have scrunchy socks. <laughs> really? <laughs> I had lots of collared shirts. It can was a you, great look. Can you call it? We're just catching up essentially over some cups of tea with yeah. um, one of Colleen's two offspring. Uh, Hannah, who's sitting on the ground here, and so there, there's probably going to be some child children, some child sounds. Mm. Enjoy the squawking, listeners. So, um, Colleen, can you tell us um, who is Colleen? Who's Hello. Colleen O'Connell? Uh, oh gosh, who am I? This got deep very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> we can start shallow. Uh, we can shallow or deep. So this is my home here in <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> in the inner west, and I live here with uh, my husband Steve. And my two daughters, Molly and Hannah, and I am a songwriter and I write a lot of songs and I record music and I do a lot of different things in that vein. Mm. And then I'm also a teacher. Mm -hmm. So I have, um, I teach in a primary school music. So way back I studied bit of acting first and right a lot of the acting. Yeah. I I moved to Sydney to study acting actually. Yeah. Um, but with music, I kind of let it go at the end of year 12 because mm. I just, uh, interestingly, I'd written my first piece of music instrumental for my HSC. Right. Um, and so I dabbled with writing music and then went to uni for acting. Like I realized I just, I felt like I didn't want to put on a character. This was the thing that I realized in first year acting. I wanted to play wow. music and be my authentic self on stage. Yeah. Didn't know the Enneagram at that point, but <laughs> <laughs> number four, yeah. hashtag number four. Um, 
Yes. Wow. So that was a conscious decision. I don't want to put on. I don't want to be a character. I won't be myself on stage. Myself. And then the overachiever in me was then I did both at the same time. Wow. <laughs> so I finished with a degree in music performance and a diploma in theatre practice. Okay. That And then I, um, years later, did my teaching masters to be a primary teacher. That's yeah. how we got to that point. That's how we got to that yeah, point. Yeah, so that's what I do. That's my like little... Yeah. So teaching and music and no more acting. No. No. I think acting is incredibly powerful. Though. Yeah. I feel like very formative experiences in acting yeah. in my high school years. and Yeah, yeah. But that was just my, my conviction at that point in time about the direction I wanted to head, I guess. Yeah. And then I started to learn singing at uni and had, I would say, one of the most profound experiences of my life where I had this opera teacher, um, her yeah. name, Deb Wells, and I think anyone that knows her through learning mm. under her would agree. She yeah. just... Her philosophy was about, and I hope I'm doing it justice by saying anything about it, but was yeah. about freeing the natural voice. Right. And um, I remember like her getting me into these like weird positions to bring the natural voice out, like humming wow. and singing out. And um, I effectively feel like she helped me to find my voice, and like um, I'm indebted to her forever. Like, wow. Was, like, because um, you hadn't been singing much before that. No, I mean, I really hadn't sung yeah. before, I guess. Yeah. And I, I think I was boxed into not being a singer in a lot of experiences in school. So what was it about? It was just her teaching methodology and the practical stuff she got you to do that set free this voice. Yeah, and I think she really went there with me and probably other students as well. But like, like she said to me the first lesson, as you would in a first singing lesson, so it was my second instrument, so I studied it for... Um, a few years yeah she said um so can you sing for me something and I was like I just like froze up and I was like what yeah. like sing by myself like I was the most like daunting thing really wow. and I trace that back to some like those significant like moments where people had kind of told me I couldn't sing or right you know yeah um and so she it was like a a really big freeing mm. I can't even yeah I can't even put it into words really mm. And she, the first time I performed at concert practice at uni, she got me, I took in like, it was a song, I forget what it was actually, but um, she eased me into performance really gently. Like I sang songs with props that I'd brought from home that were comfort, comfort at first and you really used my drama skills at first and then. I just pictured you singing singing to Kermit the Frog just No, I didn't do that. I don't know why (laughs) this picture of you singing to Kermit came into my head. That's funny. That's a funny thought. No, like one of them, I, I think it was my first one, I sang a serious-ish song. Yeah. I sat on my doona, like it was a song oh, about, I don't remember great. what it was, but she was, oh, hmm. like, I just, hello. Hello, Hannah. Yeah, she, Hi. she really, yeah, oh, it's funny to reflect on that because it was so many years ago, Ooh. but so, um, like, so life-changing and I wrote my first songs in that period of my life and I think... When I went to sing with her, just remembering back, like I, my goal was to sing a song that I'd written in public, like wow. my one song. I was yeah. like, if I could one day sing one song that I've written yeah. in front of an audience, then I would, that would be my goal. Wow. I know. And amazing. you've done that many times since. Yeah. Yeah. So many times. Wow. That's amazing to think about actually. Yeah. I really, um. I love, yeah, it's incredible when one person makes the massive change that we Uh, need yeah yeah and I guess I take that into my so I feel like I have this like career that is both teaching and yeah and then I'm 
my own practice I take very seriously. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they feed into each other. And like when I think of young people that I teach, I just think these are the moments that go one way or the other. Like yeah. I remember a couple of experiences in high school where I feel like I wasn't seeing for the thing that I had to offer. Mm. And um, I just want to see kids. I can give them the opportunity. Can you, is there a story about a kid? Yeah, there was one student I was teaching many years ago who um, I taught uh, in a really low socioeconomic suburb. So lots of um, um, different, there's a lot of different walks of life, I guess, that were there. This one girl was having, I didn't know at the time, but having a lot of difficulties. Um, She was like in year three, so like, and just having a lot of trouble with like... um, Socially and also with like toilet training and things. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that though, but her teacher yeah. was helping her a lot with that, and I was just the music teacher, so yeah. um, I didn't need to know that, and I could just give her this experience. And I had a drumming, I I, I had a drumming group for social skills, right. and she was in that. Yeah. And at the end, we were just going around the circles at the end of six months, and there had been a performance, and um, they'd taken great pride in performing for their school yeah. this big event. And we went around the circle and said, oh, like, what have you got out of the group? And that was all part of the... And she said to me um, something along the lines of, oh, like, well, I know, like, that when I grow up, I want to be a music teacher like you. Wow. And um, her teacher just said, like, it's just so profound because she doesn't have a picture of life outside of her current... Like, both of her her parents were blind at home. So she had... And um, she used to practice like a lot of home drumming and, and things. That was a one moment. And yeah, yeah I mean, there's just That's so amazing. many little stories. Like you really, um, like I just feel like I just see music just brings children to life. Yeah. Like, Am I moving backwards or is this part of going forward? Is there you're one and three-year-old, so you're in the midst of, like, <laughs> toddler and baby land. That's really hard. Um, yeah. Can you... How are you going? How are you going, sis? <laughs> oh, look. Right now I feel good in the company of a friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then... Oh, it's full on, isn't it? It's really full on. Yeah. 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 It's, like, I, I, I describe parenting as the most amazing and the worst. Like... Yeah. And I feel like it's a fine line, like between the two. Amazing. And like the someone worst could ask thing me ever. how I am, and I'm like, yeah. I, I actually don't know. Like I think I'm re- like, you know, the love and like, mm. it's like, I feel like I walk a fine line, mm. and I'll be one minute like really like on top of the world, and the next minute like because it's just so intense. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's happened with your creativity, in terms of living oh. parenting? Like has that decreased? It looks to me like it's increased for you. Like, you seem yeah. to be prolifically writing lots <laughs> and gonna... singing lots. Yeah, so um, much. It's which is amazing. Like... The most significant part of, yeah. So, uh, like, I feel like, I, yeah, I'm not sure how much of this I've actually shared, like, with you. But yeah. um, when I had Molly, yeah. I decided to enroll in the Artist Way course, like, when she was four months. Julia Cameron, the Artist Way. Yeah, Julia yeah. Cameron, the Artist Way. And I did that and... Um, my main goal for doing that was to do the pages every day and to do those like um flow of conscious morning pages yeah, yeah. so 
So flow of conscious morning pages. And so I could never, I couldn't do them in the morning, but what I would do is, or sometimes I could, Yeah. but it wasn't an option for me at that point. I was breastfeeding through the night and, um, hey. there it is. <laughs> uh, um, I, so I started the artist way when Molly was four months and the oh. artist pages, I had this goal that I would just do them like mm. at some point during the day. So I'd have moments where, um, I remember one significant moment actually. So yeah. the nap time would come around and yeah. I found it really hard to get Molly to sleep yeah. like, um, for her nap. So I'd spend a lot of effort getting her to sleep. Yeah. Um, and anyone that's going through that, oh my gosh. So <laughs> like, like I just, I would sometimes spend the amount of time getting her to sleep, like, there was like double the amount that she'd actually yeah. sleep. But I get her to sleep anyway. That was a hard, that was a challenge. Yeah. I would then pull out my pages and write them. Like I just would be like so fiercely doing these pages. Like force yourself, just go. And, or was it a force or was it like I need to do this? Yeah, so uh, uh, like I became like something that I loved. Yeah. And now I'm actually doing the out of faith for the second time at mm. the moment. Mm. And I'm not as fierce about getting the pages done. It's a bit different this time, but um, I see like my pages like almost like a companion that I can just like uh-huh. sit with. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. But the first time I did find, yeah. I anyway, I remember one time pulling the car over because Molly had fallen asleep, and I was on the way somewhere, and I was like, "This is my moment. I've got to do my pages." Yeah. And then my first artist date, I, I think I just. I just thought to myself as I became a mom, like it's now or never, like I released an album yeah. and it, it time had passed and yeah. I'd since releasing that album, I'd um, done a master's and I'd um, not done much songwriting in that period. And then I taught full time and that was like pretty grueling and busy. Like yeah. there was literally no headspace outside. And then I'd become a mom and I thought it's now or never. Like I haven't, um, this is, you know, effectively, essentially, um, who I am, like, you know, this creative being. And I, um, I could just see how so many people lose themselves in, in motherhood really. Yeah. And don't, um, don't keep up their art practice. And I'd done that already through the other seasons that had, um, just come and gone. And so I, um, I wrote this song actually, on my first artist date, because that's one of the f- things in the artist where you go on these artist dates, and I'd caught you take a bu- yourself. On you an take yourself, self, yeah. yeah. And I found it incredibly hard to get away to do that. I found yeah. it hard to name my need and say, like, this is what I'm doing. Is I need some time alone. Yeah. And um, interestingly, I never found it hard to say I'm just going to go to like the grocery shop alone to get some milk. But I <laughs> found it hard to like say, you know, because you have I that was the most confronting thing about parenthood for me was saying every time I had a need for space, like as a borderline introvert, yeah. as talking about, <laughs> like I'd have to organize it with someone like, yeah. but I ran down to, I caught the um, bus down to Balmain to the Harbour and like, I hadn't actually been there, but it's not that far from our house. Mm. And I'd um, taken a guitar and I'm not much of a guitar player, but I, um, like to use different instruments to write on because mm. um, it brings out something different in my voice and like mm. me- melodically and things. And I wrote two songs in wow. on this artist date and one was mm. I Am Willing and it was about 
uh, it was effectively a letter to my creative self that I was, and it was a really like, um, oh, like I felt that song so deeply. If I let you fly, where will you go? Will you come back to me, back to me? If I choose this road, sacred as it seems, will I come undone? So they were the first two songs that I ended up putting onto my album. So um, long story short is four months later I started to record um, my second full-length album and that was one of the most significant experiences of my life as well. Wow. You know, thinking wow, back so creatively. Well, I went... Um, so years ago, a songwriter, Sarah Humphreys, that I 
um, know a little bit through um, the songwriter scene was recorded an album at this studio in Sydney with this um, producer, Michael Carpenter. I remember um, listening to her album and reading her writings about it, just that she had this amazing experience. And I just had like inside of me, I was like, if only I could like record an album with this guy. (laughs) Um, And I just, I don't know, just held on to that. And uh, I wanted to record one song, This City, for a a competition. Um, I went to record this song and... um, started recording it with someone and it was his gear was he was an analog recorder and he um he was having trouble getting his gear fixed and it was a dear friend that i um and um very sadly he um actually passed away like in the make uh in the making of the album time so um one of the songs is actually partially about him as well the song burnt but he's a friend of ours Dawny um who works in a studio in Leichhardt message uh, tagged me in a post saying you sh- like it was like Michael this producer yeah. that I talked about yeah, yeah. um and I was doing the artist way at the, at the moment so I you know it was all about the synchronicity yeah, yeah. <laughs> um he he tagged me and it was like you know next Tuesday and Wednesday or something, my client's fallen through. So anyone that's looking for like the deal of the century, I, th- I remember he used wow. the words deal of the century yeah. and like um you know, that's Hannah clicking her tongue. <laughs> it's her. It's her party chair. Um, he and and he encouraged me to just meet him, and yeah. I was like, I just yeah, I just meet him. He's like, he's such a great guy. Like, yeah. and then subsequently went on to record this city with him, yeah. and um, that was like great. And I recorded just the acoustic track of I Am Willing at the same time. Yeah. I was just amazed. Like, he was so nurturing, and I just yeah. feel like I grew so much. We actually co-wrote two of the songs on the album, and um, that was, like, I hadn't done much co-writing before. It was yeah. just great. And he's just, like, I would say he's, like, one of the best producers in Sydney. Wow. Like, yeah. um, I just could not rave highly enough yeah. about the experience. And I felt like I found my voice again. Like, that was the second time, I think. Yeah. Um, by the last song that I recorded. people who believed in you. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. And the the last song I recorded on the album, I remember just singing it, and it was going to be the, um, it was about, uh, it was about losing yourself in time, and effectively about, um, we wrote it together, me and Michael, about yeah. um, the last two songs were Make Amends, and then this, and both of them, this one, I can't even remember what it's called, <laughs> uh, the only place, right. the only place is what it's called. It's about being right here, right now, yeah, and it was this feeling of like being a like we wrote it about um like being parents really and just like surrendering to the present and that's been my journey is that if I fight like to try and be somewhere else yeah then it's quite a stressful thing to Mm. do because your kids you know these well at the time Molly just needed everything from me in the moments that I'm with her yeah and then I guess I found it really paramount to take myself away like for little (laughs) little moments um like reconnect with myself here in this moment I recall that darkness came to greet the morning that time and this time are worlds apart but I tread lightly these days to the words that you say 
every day is different the future's in between it all comes down to you and me cause I'm here Started a practice of writing one song a week about wow. ab- in that time, or wow. and that's been, so. How long ago was that? It's been about three years, I think. Wow! And yeah. you're doing? Are you doing? And I've that? been doing it one song a week for three years. Yeah, it's that's amazing. amazing. It's yeah. amazing. It's, so that's that's another transformational practice. So yeah, I feel like there's all these like big things. I'm like, and that's what you do on a podcast, though, right? You talk about the really big, like, great yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you, I, like, I just have to name that again, that you are a mother of a baby and a toddler and you are working, um, teaching and you are writing a song once a week. Yeah. Yep. So I'm actually on so maternity any, leave, just saying, are you on but I'm going leave? back next week. Right. Okay. Um, I've yeah, been yeah. doing some casual. But you, three years, <laughs> have you been on maternity leave for three years? No. no. <laughs> and so actually at first... The practice of writing... This is really significant. I'll, like, tell you about it a little bit. Because yeah. I feel like it's... I, at first, I would write my songs on the day... So Molly would go to, to daycare. She went to yeah. family daycare. I never wrote songs when she was in the same space as me. Wow. Um, but I've had a shift with that with Hannah. So I do a lot of writing with her in the room. Yeah. And that's been a, a freedom for me because, yeah. obviously, I'm with her a lot of the time. Yeah. And I actually, in having her, actually kept writing a song a week, even through, like, the period of, like, giving birth and things. Not, wow. I didn't write a song when I was giving birth. But... Um, <laughs> what a song well, it was pretty that fast labour. So. I wonder if anyone's <laughs> ever done that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, some of my songs I wrote at the park between leaving school and picking up Molly from family daycare. So I'd yeah. leave school and I'd be like, I've got to write my song. Yeah. And it would be like, I have to do it, I have to do it. And then, because yeah. I'm in a part of a group and we share our songs together. Yeah. There's a, the, it's actually an online club wow. called yeah. the I Heart Songwriting Club. Wow. And the founder, Francesca, is from Brisbane and she facilitates this space where 10 songwriters are in a group for a 10-week term. Yeah. Um, uh, but it served me well because I would say now it's like, and it, like, I just feel like the creative flow, like, is here like it's present and it's wow. like I can just access because that any time. I think partially because I discipline myself and this openness to creativity and like the connection between spirituality. That's a you know, yeah. um, going with the theme of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, no, I mean not just going with the theme, but it's been quite um, significant for me to yeah. to step into that flow. And the preface of this songwriting club. This is the other thing is that you have an hour to write a song post it online in the group and then comment on each other's songs and so um I like just feel like it's just become part of my it's so become part of my life like you know um and I still I guess it's still a choice like there's a lot of jobs to do like with kids like in terms of like there's heaps of washing and 
So when I get the moment to do it, I just have to prioritize it and go, yeah. okay, do it. I'm doing it now. Yeah. And occasionally I'll start writing a song and um, something that I find very challenging mentally is like when I'm in the state of flow right. and um, I get interrupted, I find yeah. it really like difficult to deal with. Yeah. Um, it's so hard to deal with. <laughs> difficult to deal with the, the problem or difficult to come back into the flow. I just feel like it's stress. It's my... Um, you know, like fight or flight, kind yeah, of that, yeah. like something in me, I find it, it really stressful. Yeah. 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 But um, I'm learning to probably relax a bit and not put as much pressure on the situation. Yeah, like yeah. I'll write a song, like I wrote a kid's song last week, which is oh, like, cool. just like, um, that's like, that was great. Like just whatever. doesn't yeah. even matter if it's crap. Like yeah, yeah. it's actually not crap though. I really like that one. <laughs> but some of them are really like... Um, just nothing and sometimes yeah. it depends on what space I have right yeah. like well you don't have time to perfect them and craft them you're no. just getting it out there which is wonderful uh, yeah it's totally wonderful and like I just feel like oh so I've taught myself now I use um the other amazing thing about writing every week is if yeah. you choose a skill to perfect like I have bought myself a beautiful ukulele yeah. so I write on ukulele and so I'm getting better at playing that and that's yeah. really like easy to take to do gigs rather yeah. than always taking a keyboard yeah. um, and I'm also um, teaching myself to use Logic Pro oh, yeah, yeah. on um, my computer yeah. and so um, and that's great like yeah um, that's great, like, for work, like, for ki yeah. the kids, like, I can take that to school. It just yeah. all kind of, like, meets in the middle. But I um, will do, like, beats and stuff, so, um, and layering and harmonies yeah, nice. and all different things. Yeah. yeah. So, there's so much, yeah. There's so much to learn in that simple one hour, like, once a week yeah. practice. And, yeah. There's so much, what I'm loving is there's so much intentionality in your creative life. Like, you're There's so just, much, yeah. yeah. And I that's mean, the only way to make it happen. Like yeah. if you didn't put these in, if you didn't force yourself to write a, a song once a week and continue yeah. and continue and have the people like the creative arts community you're a part of, the online That's song thing, yeah. without these intentional habits of connecting and keeping accountable of having these days, you just, there's no way you'd be as prolific as you are. No. And you'd probably, you'd be like, well, I'll get to it once, once the kids are grown up more. Yeah. And, and I wonder how many people... How many people do that? Are like, oh, I just, I'll have to wait now, and I'll wait yeah. now, and I'll wait now, and they put it off, and we put it off, and we put it off, and yeah. the more, I'm not sure we ever get to it. Yeah, and I'm sure some people do. I'm sure you hit the point where you, where you're just like, bah, okay, I'll get to it. But I love that you are so intentional about your creativity. Yeah, I mean, I just when you say that, I just actually don't know how people cope, like with the, the um, like I feel like. Like, that must be really, like, for people that are f really creative, although yeah. I, I would argue that everybody is creative. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's, it is sanity for me. Like, the ability yeah. to express myself is really paramount to my mental health as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if I'm, yeah, yeah. abnormal in that way or, like... I don't think so at all. Um, there, was, there was a song that you put up. On, on the socials <laughs> yeah a week or two ago yeah two weeks ago yeah about being an exhausted mum <laughs> was that what it was about um yeah yeah it was really honest actually I like it was very honest I wrote it, it and then I posted it I was just like I'm just gonna post it because I feel like this is a really honest thing to share and like if you're yeah. not gonna share honestly what are you gonna share you yeah. know yeah 
feels so good to write this song like and then someone wrote like a comment that was like oh that's really sad are you okay and I was like yeah I'm okay like I said it like yeah. I felt so much better for saying yeah, it do you know you what I mean to, you don't need to heal me I don't like. need to be yeah 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 but it's really like about slowing down and being okay in yeah. that space with saying it as well and I feel yeah. like um Something about me, like I don't, re- I'm like really happy to say it and express it. Like I don't yeah. feel afraid of expressing it. I mean, I feel afraid of other things. Mm. I hold like being honest and authentic very in very high esteem. Yes. Like, um, like I feel like that's where, um, like, I just feel like that's where the beauty is. Yeah. That's my like. Um, because it's connection like if if you're honest and like um and that's probably what drives my songwriting really is connection and through authenticity really you know it's like you know it's an honest offering and then like the honest offering back is like the receiving if it's to you know if it's to be caught like mm. i don't know you know when you're in your like 
in your room and like I think particularly um, the first experiences of connecting to a song when you're a teenager like yeah. and you just yeah. go oh my gosh like I'm known and I'm like yeah. okay yeah. like um, I guess I catch glimpses of that in my songwriting where I share a song and someone goes oh that really spoke to me and I that was my story too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it can be really healing to share something. Mm. Um, like, do you remember that song I wrote for my dad, Cigarettes? I do, because it's, I do because it's one of my favourite songs I've ever heard of yours still. Oh, true. It's such a beautiful, like, storytelling, yeah. reflecting, oh, yearning you. for your dad. Yeah, so that song was very we're gonna, healing. Uh, we're going to play it right now, in fact. All right. <laughs> I used to throw your cigarettes in the pool I used to hide them anywhere I could Our pool was sitting on the top of a giant hill And the mountain made me see deep into the night even though you failed and maybe sometimes even bailed Still you are the main man in my life You are the strongest and you are the tallest man And you made a girl
um, after he heard that song. Like, I actually played it to him the first time in the supper club in, like, um, like King's Cross in Sydney. Wow. He was there. To a live audience. Yeah, and I was there. like, Dad, this is for you. <laughs> Brazen. <laughs> oh, wow. And he was, like, in tears. And the amount wow. of people that have connected to that song. Yeah. And it really moved him. And, like, after yeah. that, he actually quit smoking after 45 years of smoking. Really? Which is so funny because, honestly, the song wasn't about smoking. No. In, to me, that was not what <laughs> no, it was about. No, no. But in, it's a nice outcome. <laughs> it was, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. it's, like, the strength of, like, a little anthem for yourself. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's It's 10 years since I released that, actually. Wow. Yeah. So in cigarettes, you are... Talking about your dad, mm. and there's a whole lot of heartache there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a whole lot of love there as well. So much, yeah. Um, and it, it nails the complexity of family and uh, yeah. the hardness of relationships and being let down but holding on and... Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, interesting, yeah. I love that you've been able to capture that, all of that in there. Mm. Um, so what I'm wondering from that, obviously, and, and as we've been talking about, like songwriting has been uh, therapeutic for you. Like mm. it's been your way of um, seeing the complexity of the world and the complexity of your life and the hardness of your life and giving it language. And mm. just in the giving of language, mm. um, just in the singing of these songs, that's actually where the healing has been, in the getting it out of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, which probably for many people and linked to that would be like this podcast is, as we said before, it's creativity and spirituality. Yeah. Um, so linked to all of this, like coming out of you, the, the rumbling around deeper experiences, the pain of life that is obviously linked to spirituality. What, I wonder if you can talk about that for a little bit, your, how creativity has um, spoken into these deeper areas mm. for you in your spiritual journey and what mm. that might have looked like mm. yeah I think one thing is that I feel like there's this endless flow and um, it's writing writing regularly has been like I actually just look out my window right, and there's a driveway like I live in this little apartment for anyone that's not watching and it's surrounded by concrete effectively I can see a few trees yeah yeah <laughs> But I always imagine, I actually haven't said this out loud, but it's like, um, so it's like this river. Like I just imagine there's this river and it's like, um, I, like it's time to write a song. Like I can just like tap my toe in that whenever and wow. it's there. And I feel like that's wow. a spiritual thing. Yeah. And I think, um, I like see the world in like metaphors in some ways. I don't know, like in this, like really like, um, like earlier in my life, um, like faith and spirituality was talked about in concrete, this is the answers kind yes. of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that really hurt me in a lot of ways. Wow. Um, and there's like, um, I feel like that's like a, in some ways another conversation because there's so much to say about that and so yeah. much um, pain around that. There's a lot of pain for a lot of people around there. It's a really full on thing. Journey, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's something I, I, um, yeah, like, I guess, like, I guess being told this is how you should be or this is what the answers are. Yes. Um, sometimes, 
like for me earlier in my life was okay yes. you know and helped me through we need some... those answers in in the early times of our life don't we? yeah the I mean, concrete kind yeah. of but like and I, I find it very difficult now to, when um, I'm like given the black and white like yes. yeah. um, or or people assume that I'd be black and white yeah. in my um, in my faith yeah yeah, yeah. like um, whereas I feel like the world is so, um, and actually I just listened to a podcast the other day where Jared McKenna described. Oh, Jared. <laughs> I've got to have Jared on the podcast sometime. Oh, great. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I guess, so I listened to this podcast and he was saying, you know, he just said to the, you know, the interviewer, yeah. um, I encourage you like not to see the world in black and white. I know not to see it in grey because this person had said, but it's so yeah. much grey. And I, but he said, but see it in colours. Yeah. And that resounds so much with huh. me. I feel like um, life is just like so colourful, and yeah. there's like, you know, people have such different experiences, and like, um, my experience is that um, I could, I could have very easily walked away from faith. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. You know, I came to Christian faith at the age of, well, you know, because um, you were there, know, 17, there. <laughs> at yes. the age of 17. And um, so that would be like, I'm, you know, full disclosure, turning 36 this year. So that's <laughs> nearly 20 years ago. <laughs> like, I, I could have walked away from that yeah, faith. Yeah. And I, you know, I almost have. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, if you listen to my song, Garden Grows, um, and like, that's what it's about. Like, right. such grief around how you know like the christian faith is about um at its core about love and about um humanity and like um care and i mean so many things kind like justice and like and i mean even saying those words i feel like um at risk of being preachy because i just feel like um that words have done so much damage and like um my experience of God has been outside of the language that has been, um, like, I feel like plastered onto me in some ways. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't, like, I'm very fortunate. Like, I have incredible people in my life and yeah. incredible um, loving and, and justice loving and and faith. Like, my spiritual life is very, very deep and rich and I feel like yeah. um, has evolved over time and at times I've felt very confused as well and I still do actually what am I saying at times this is the time (laughs) like um things have changed a lot for me and um it seems to me that you what you're saying is that you um have moved from what you needed at the time uh, kind of black and white concrete answers to the world uh, and have moved away from that but in the moving away from that, you you actually discover this really rich depth of spirituality, and it seems to be through your creativity. Yeah, I mean that's really true. Yeah, yeah, and I I think I know that, and um, that's a hard thing to convey. I don't think there are words for yeah. something like that. Or yeah. I, I yeah. think creativity is a real opening up. Yeah, and and in the opening up, I feel like that's where. In, in the creativity is where I meet God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find it incredibly hard to put words on my spiritual life these yeah. days. Yeah. Whereas in the past... You were um, able to give it words. I was able to give it words. In fact, 
I think we were even, you know, taught words like, you know, yes. this is the seven steps, like, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Um, almost makes me um, feel sick, like, yeah. to think about because oh. I yeah. just feel like. How can you give words to something like this? Well, in some ways, what what you were expressing before that you talk about, you think about the world in metaphors. Uh, like a metaphor, if, if we can bring any kind of words to any of this deep, big, massive, conceptual thing, mm. complicated things, metaphors are the only things that even slightly could get at the reality of life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I just love songwriting because yeah. you can like... Um, paint a picture with words that is like you know calling out the depth in a situation or yeah. like noticing like something that's underlying or yeah. you know like yeah I mean I, I love to be really honest if you can hear that guzzling it's just Hannah's feet it's just Hannah <laughs> she's breastfeeding <laughs> guzzling she's like, by the microphone and she she occasionally looks up and clicks her tongue <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm wondering, as we as we begin to head to a finish, what are you? I'd like, I'd love you to talk to two different people who might be listening. One would be <laughs> mums, parents, yeah, um, and I'd love you to talk to just creative people in general. Like, what what do you mm. from your last few years of experiencing life as a mum? Yeah. For the last few years of experiencing life as a creative, what would you, what do you say to those two groups? Of people? Yeah, I guess to other parents and yeah. and mums is like, let yourself do it. Like, let yourself be creative. Yeah. Um, and like, if at all possible, find a way. Like, and like, you know, I know, like, I mean, maybe it's. I feel like the housework, like, it blares, it's blares at me. And, like, only, um, you like, I'm doing my artist pages some days at the moment and I, yeah. like, there is days where there is, like, spilt breakfast on the table and yeah. I wipe enough room just to write them because I'm so desperate to hang on to my creativity and it's serving me really well. Like, I feel like, you know, not only... Um, yeah, like I, I just feel like it helps me to be to be well. I mean, among among other things, mm-hmm. if that kind of mm-hmm. like, and I um, I feel like bit by bit as well. Like I just write these songs, like, and it's a slow journey. I don't share a lot of them, and like, but next time I go to like make an album, I'll have like maybe like two hundred songs to choose from. Like, that's <laughs> so many. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um. And I think also, like, say yes to what you need to say yes to. Like, sometimes, you know, the best thing to say yes to is to stay home and go to bed. And sometimes, you know, there's a cost to saying yes to something else, like being a part of, like, a particular um, exhibition or event, which... um, And I think know yourself and know what you want to prioritise, really. Um, And also, I think... Hannah's just banging the microphone. I think also, like, lean on, like, the support that's there. It's hard to say, you know, people, like, love kids. Mm. Like, people love my kids and that's, like, um, you know, like, sometimes people will say to me, like, please please let me spend the time with them. Like, I wasn't able to have, like, you know, um, like, just, yeah, 
like it. I think it's about saying yes to what's Dad. right for you as well. And also, like, if there isn't time or there isn't the space or if you're not um, doing, like, your art, like, it's actually okay as well. Mm. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because, like, I've got two as we, like, this baby that, well, she's nearly one now, like, she's been really easy yeah. and, like, only just started crawling like quite late and so mm. she was sitting still so I could do more. Yeah. <laughs> now she's crawling. But <laughs> you know Some people won't have that. Some people have a very hard time saying Yeah, and I feel like I had heaps of trouble um with yeah, I mean it's re- it can be really, really hard. Yeah. And like it's like it could be it is just a season, right? I mean that's what they're telling me. So <laughs> Yes. So and I also think maybe speak about it. I think it's really nice when we speak about, you yeah. know, creating and parenthood. Yeah. Like because yeah. there's particular um tension. That would be one of them. <laughs> the, the there's particularly right there. there's particular tensions I think when you're a parent around creating around fire. <laughs> Hello, Henny. Around like finding the time and space, yeah. and around um, being interrupted when you are working, and like yeah. the the slow progress. Like when I say I release that other album, yeah. I when I release the album, it's called Sorrow, Longing in a Garden That Grows. Like the title mm. says so much, but mm. <laughs> about um, where I was at. But like, um, like I recorded it over. It took over a year to record, wow. and I spent like you know put a lot of money into it and it took a lot of time to yeah. um, put that money um, although in a way their determination was what paid for it but yeah. um, the the time it took is indicative of like the need for it to have taken the time huh. like in another season of life I might have been able to just do that in one week like yeah. just to do it but in terms of like just like the logistics involved yeah yeah and what was the and, and just to creatives in general who are sitting there going, tell me, musician, maybe to musicians, to yeah, to what do you, what did you need to know? Like, I reckon ten oh, years ago when you were oh, fifteen years ago when you so were starting much. all this, what did you need to know that you could tell them? So much, I would say, like, give your all to it, you know, mm-hmm. like just, or even not, like, don't even do that if you don't want to, <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, I, I, I think, I wish I knew what I know now in the sense of like, just do the tour, you know, doesn't matter if no one comes to the gigs, right. just start. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then like, you know, like do the maths, like 10 years ago, if I'd done one tour a year, that's yeah. 10 tours. Yeah. Or if you sell like one album a year, yeah. not that it's about selling like at all, but like, you know, like 10 people would have your album in their hands yeah. and like. I'm a part of this incredibly supportive creative collective right. down at the Annandale Creative Arts Centre. Yeah. And um, I say down because like, it's just down the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's about building each other up in the art, you know, in, and supporting each other. Knowing who your champions are that support mm. you and, like, um, and supporting each other. It's a really, like, beautiful thing to be, I think, so being a part of a creative community. Yeah. And being like, I just have so much to say, don't I? Like about the process, like enjoying the process, like, you know, doing things together, like um, asking for the support and giving the support to others' projects. Like, um, and it's not actually, even though I said at the beginning when you said, like, who, what would you say to creatives that go on the tour? It's really not about the tour. It's about the, like, it's about the exchange between people and it's about the you know um 
like be the person that you want to come across as well, like in the industry, like yeah. be kind, like, yeah. and like if there's someone um, that needs, you know, a hug or like mm. that needs a bit of kindness or is struggling, like everybody's got their own journey, like be the one to like mm. put that person, like um, draw them in or, you know, <laughs> leave them alone. If they need to be left, I don't, yeah. You know, yeah. I just feel like, you know, use your art, like use your music for good. Like, mm. I think it's so easy to just um, to to just be a self-expressor and like to get it out, but like what you actually give to the world, the world takes. Like, feel like, yeah. I feel like it's really important. Do you want to say anything, Hannah? Do you want to say anything to finish off the podcast? What do you want to say? Oh, it. That's almost two vowels right there. That's wonderful. It. <laughs> <laughs> the deep place. Oh, that was great.